Hello and welcome to another coronavirus special episode of Freelance Party Broadcast. I'm Faye and this is Jess. Hiya. And you're listening to the podcast of Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers. Before we get started, just a reminder that we are recording from our homes, so the sound may not be as good as you're used to when we're in a studio normally. But today, we're really excited to be joined by Owen Houlihan, Director of MJH Accountancy and a Tax Advisor, to talk about the expenses freelancers claim when they work from home. Welcome, Owen. Thank you very much, Jess. Hello, guys. Hi. So firstly, I have to ask the big question. What expenses can you claim when you're working from home as a freelancer? Um, that is a question, Faye, that a lot of clients have been asking recently, um, given the nature of the change in work. Unfortunately, what people are finding is they're not able to claim the same level of expense that they were previously. Obviously, when they're working from home, they're not incurring travel. They're not traveling to see clients and even the um, subsistence costs and that are no longer claimable. However, there is a different bunch of expenses that people can claim now that they're working from home, which we call home office expenses. Basically, if you work from home, you're able to claim anything that's incurred HMRC defined this as expenses which are incurred wholly and exclusively in the course of your job so anything that really kind of is required for you to do your job whilst working from home this can include heating electric bills rent or mortgage payments your council tax and any any other utility bills such as telephone internet um, one big thing that I found with clients who are actually getting a home office set up is that you can claim the obviously the desks, the chairs. So if you go out and do a bit of furniture shopping, that will be tax deductible so long as it's for your office. When it comes to your home office expenses, such as your bills, the HMRC, what they do is they recommend that you take a portion of those bills which you're incurring as a result of working from home. There's a couple of different ways to calculate that. One way to calculate that is to look at your house. So say maybe if you have four rooms in your house and you're using one of those as an office, then you can maybe take a quarter of your heating bills or a quarter of your electric bills, as you would say, that's, that quarter is attributable to your home office working. Another way which I've been talking to clients to do it is to look at how much your heating bill has been, say, this June when you've been working from home and look at the previous year and see what the additional increase in your spending in your electric bill, for example. Right, that's really interesting that you can look at the difference year on year, so then the excess can be tax deductible, is that the... The argument to be that the excess then is going to be tax deductible, um, because you would say last year your electric bill would have been your standard electric bill whilst you were working in an office, whereas this year the difference is because you're now using as part of your home as an office. And how easy would that be to expense? What's the process in order to actually get that money back? So that depends on whether you're on how you um, are set up to work. So the two different ways you can be set up is, is your contractors will know it's through a limited company or else as a self-employed contractor. The easier one is self-employed. So if you're self-employed, you will calculate the proportion of your electric or your home or your um, your, your council tax, which is attributable to your office, and then add that in as a business expense when you're doing your tax return. If you've got a limited company, it's a little bit more difficult. If you have a limited company, what you need to do is you need to, what HMRC advises you to do is to actually have a contract between yourself and your limited company. 
and to then actually you as an individual who owns your house or who rents the house to then actually have a contracted set charge each kind of month which will include all of your bills wrapped up it's a little bit more complicated if you are a limited company contractor and it's a bit more complicated again if you actually own your house if you rent the house it's easier to take a portion of that rent whereas if you own the house your cost is your mortgage interest and um, so there's less costs and it becomes a little bit trickier because if you own your own house there's a capital gains tax if you dispose of that house and if you are it's going to get a little bit technical, but um, if you incur capital gains tax, there's relief so long as it is your own house. Whereas if you start using this for business purposes, that can interfere with that relief. So in that situation, it's probably worth getting advice. So basically, if you've got a limited company, it's worth talking to an accountant or a tax advisor to see what you can claim. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, if, it's, if you have a limited company and if, if you own, particularly if you own your own house, because that's where you might run into difficulties down the line when you go to sell your house. And it's quite a valuable relief. Capital gains tax can be up to, say, 28% of the gains you make on your property, which, which can be quite substantial. So if you own your own house and are thinking about claiming mortgage interest and claiming home office expenses, then I would recommend speaking to an accountant in that situation. If you're renting and if you're self-employed, it's easiest because then you can just say, well, I'm paying, say, if you're paying two grand a month to rent your house, for example. And if you can just say, if you can say, well, a quarter of that now is actually home working and home office, then you can take £500 a month as a home office expense. Sorry, just to throw another spanner in the works, because some self-employed people may not be old enough or may not actually have the funds to own their own house or rent. Say if they were living at home, how would it work in that sense? Would they have to get like their parents or whoever they're living with to claim this back? Or how would they claim it back in that sense? One thing that springs to mind is they can, well, this, are they paying their parents rent? They need to actually be incurring the cost to, um, to claim tax. So this could work quite well if they're, if they're paying their parents some rent, they could um, claim that as a business expense. It would need to be deemed that they're paying the, the, the rent. So if you're paying, say, I don't know, if you're paying maybe £100 a week, your parents, parents could probably look at that as rental of a home office. Or maybe it's or certainly a portion of it could be claimed. I wonder on a similar note that um, so many freelancers who work in London kind of are in flat shares or house shares, so uh, living in a what they call house of multiple occupants. To say you are renting one room and you live there, but you work in there as well, especially at the moment as a freelancer, you're spending your whole day working in that room, but it is also your bedroom, you live there. I just wonder, I know that might be quite a specific question, Owen, so fair play if you say that, you know, speak to an advisor. But I just wonder, is that something you've encountered before and what would the process be for someone in that situation? Yeah, so the, the, the guidance from HMRC is that a space, it's easier, to be honest, it's easier if a space is designated as an office. You can then claim expenses in relation to that portion Oh, it's just, so if it's a room, for example, the easiest thing would be you'd have, a, you'd have a study and then you can claim that as a portion of your household expenses. The cost of that room is a portion of your household expenses. If you have a bedroom which you've only got one room, 
I see people claiming it. I see people claiming it. The guidance is that you should be claiming for a certain portion of your... But you can, you can make the argument that it's a um, portion of your rent is still for a home office and it's just a part of your room as opposed to a part of your house. I, I also wonder, now we've spoken about the biggest investment of all, which is the, the home. The second biggest thing that most people, or some people have, uh, maybe not so much in London, is a car. I just wondered if you use your car for work normally, for your freelance work, but haven't been working and therefore haven't been using your car, can you still claim for it? Because you still need to tax it, insure it, um, get the MOT done, et cetera, et cetera. If, if you're not working at the moment, but you're still registered as a freelancer, et cetera, are you still okay to claim your car as a business expense? That will depend on the way, that, on the methods you've used for claiming your car expenses. There's two ways of, of doing that. The first way, which you will um, not be able to claim it for once the car is not being used, is if you have personally bought the car and then you're claiming the government's mileage rate because you haven't been incurring the mileage whilst you've been working from home, we'll say. The second way of claiming motor expenses is where the business owns the car. So you've bought the car through the business so you're expensing all your motor expenses through your business, but then you'll have a benefit in kind, which is the personal use of the car. With that, the, the company essentially owns the car. So it's fine in this situation for you to claim motor expenses, even though you haven't been using it for business because the car is, and the motor expenses, the car is a property of the business, we'll say. Whereas if you've personally bought the car and you're charging the mileage rate into your company, you can, the situation is you can't because you're not incurring the mileage. If you have bought the car initially as a business asset, then you can still claim expenses now at the moment. Oh, that makes complete sense. Yeah, if you're not doing the miles, then you're not going to be able to claim mileage for it. Are most people in that position? Um, most freelancers would be. It's more kind of, say, tradesmen who would have bought vans and vehicles specifically through their, through their business. What we do, so what I do say to people is, if in the first year when you buy the car, you can then look at which way is more economical, which method will save you the most tax. And after your first year of ownership of the car, you then need to have decided one method and continue to use that method as long as you own the car. So for that first year, to be honest, the mileage is easier and that's generally what people use. Otherwise, you have to keep all your receipts and you have to keep track of your mileage. So it becomes a little bit tricky, but it can be more advantageous if you have bought a very expensive car and use it a lot for your business. I know that we touched on this a little bit earlier in regards to like the bills and everything when you're working from home. But if you're a limited company and you furloughed yourself, can you still claim these home working expenses like electricity and things like that? Or are you expected to literally just shut everything down? With the furlough um, up until I think a couple of days ago, you would have been expected to shut everything down. One of the conditions of furlough was that you weren't able to engage in any work. That's changed. You can now do it part-time since the 1st of July. So you can start again now. Now you can begin to claim home office expenses again from that point. I can't believe that. Just literally shutting off everything. The thing is, yeah, were you expected to literally turn your heating off for that room? Or just, obviously, you didn't actually do that, but to completely not claim for that home office even though it is still there it's still in existence it's just you're not working in it well 
Yeah, so because you're claiming for the part of your house you're using for business purposes, you can no, you're, you're no longer using it for business purposes if you're furloughed and not working. I mean, it makes sense, but it just doesn't seem fair, does it, when you're freelance? There's a lot of these things that aren't fair, like really. And I suppose one thing that I have a bit of an issue with is that the government rates. So you can claim without, without, kind of, without going to the trouble of calculating your usage and calculating a portion of business usage of your electricity and your internet and different things, there is actually rates that you can use. But, but the rate is for the rate for a limited company contractor to claim on receipt, it will say it's £4 a week which isn't going to get you very much electricity or broadband. You'd be lucky to get a loaf of bread in London with that. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a bit more for um, for self-employed. They have a flat rate of a bit more depending on how much you you use your your home office for. Again, it's between 10 and 26 pounds a month. It's not very much. It's not going to, it's not going to cover much. They they are, um, that's on receipted flat rate expense, home office expenses you can claim. It, I think you'll find it a lot more beneficial if you calculate the actual usage and the actual costs that you have incurred. But to come back to your question about furloughed employees, no, if you're furloughed and not working, you can claim those flat rate expenses still, but you won't be able to use the usage methods of calculating home office expenses. There is one um, exception to that, and that's if you are set up through a limited company and you have um, drawn up a contract, a rental agreement between the company and yourself for home office expenses, that agreement will keep going through furlough. Right, okay, that's interesting. So now we have some questions that have been sent in from freelancers. As you can imagine, so many freelancers had questions on this topic because it's such an interesting thing and so many people want to save some money at the moment. You can understand why. Firstly, Michael asks, are professional subscriptions tax deductible? So I guess this means like any kind of professional subscription that you have, trade bodies, etc. And I wonder, does Zoom count? Because we're all having to use Zoom and Skype and teams and everything at the moment that's purely for business use really unless like me you're tied into doing 50 zoom quizzes a week can you claim those kind of expenses uh absolutely anything that's incurred in the course of your business you can claim so um the guidance from hmrc on professional subscriptions to say my accountancy subscription you can claim so long as it's incurred for business so just say if i had an interest maybe in um I know journalism and how it was associated with a journalism body. I wouldn't be allowed to claim that one, but the accountancy one, which is required for my business, I can claim. Asking about Zoom and about other subscriptions, absolutely. If if there are any software subscriptions that you use for in the part in the course of your business, can be claimed. And then it's up to you, I suppose, if you want to then say, well, you actually use Zoom for fifty percent for personal use. That would be up to you to um, disclose right okay that's that's interesting I guess we are seeing more kind of subscriptions needed at the moment because we're suddenly all working from home so that's really interesting that you can claim zoom 
Mm, absolutely. And then you can start claiming them for your pub quizzes, Jess. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> that would be avoiding tax, day. <laughs> that is not I what hear, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was joking, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, another question that we got asked was from Chris. And he asked, how important is it to get an accountant when you're a sole trader? Uh, I would say very important. Um, certainly for your tax returns, you're going to need it. And you will probably save yourself money. You'll save for, If you get a good accountant, they should be a business advisor. So they should have a lot of knowledge that they can pass on to you that will help you to grow your business and help you to um, run it more efficiently. One, one thing I do always think about as well that people don't realize is that any accountancy fees or any any professional advisory you have at all is going to be tax deductible so if you pay 500 pounds to an accountant you're actually only paying them say you didn't take 20 percent off that so you're paying them 400 and if you pay tax at the higher rate you're actually only paying them 300 so if you think about the time that you'll save that you can spend on way more interesting and fun things i think it's certainly a good investment I just think like so many people when they're freelance, they sign up to be a freelancer in their industry. They don't sign up to be the lawyer, the accountant, the HR advisor, the CEO, every of these things that you end up having to to do. So I think, yeah, that's a really good point. I, I certainly would if I was, you know, a full time sole trader, I, I would because I'm you know got a b in gcse math and that's the extent of it <laughs> um finally from kyra she's a journalist and asks if i buy something for personal use but end up reviewing it or writing about it could that count as a business expense um so i wonder what we're, what, what sort of thing are we talking about you can argue you could definitely make a case that that is a business expense what, what, what sort of, I wonder, I wonder what it is like. When I'm talking to people, generally I'll say like how much, what, what's the value of it? So if it's a car, for example, you might get into trouble. If it's something that's kind of a couple hundred pounds, maybe, let's say, it depends on how you want to frame it, I suppose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm envisioning like a fashion blogger or something like that. And say she's bought a pair of shoes and then she's done a review and she's been commissioned for it in the end, would she be able to get the money back for these shoes? Technically speaking, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm a bit funny about this one because I would never, I, it's not something I would claim. Obviously, I'm a freelance journalist as well as my employment at Freelance Corner in Ipsy. I've recently bought um, like a, a massive hoodie that's like got Man United on the front and I wanted to write a review on it and I would never then claim that because I think, well, I use it for personal use. I never have used it for business use, <laughs> apart from in a couple of meetings when I've been really cold. Um, so I don't really see it as something that I would then claim back because I've reviewed it. It's like you wouldn't claim for tickets to a football match or a rugby match if you ended up writing about it, really, I don't think. No, I think you might get into trouble. I think the guidance is, again, it comes back to this wholly and exclusively encouraged for the purpose of business. Um, and I know, say some things that like to kind of specifically exclude that people ask about. Well, one is, as you mentioned, just clothes. So you're not allowed to claim for work clothes that you did that, that like so a suit, for example, or something like that. You're not allowed to claim for 
there is some there's some exceptions to that i think for, for a uniform i think maybe if it was like ppe kind of stuff ppe as well yeah exactly yeah and the other one that i kind of find a bit that i don't agree with but hmrc advise not to claim is say is newspaper subscriptions to so say if someone's working in the city and they subscribe for the financial times i think you can make a very good case that that person has to do that for for their business that's something that, that the hmrc advises not to claim for at the end of the day i'm sure i've seen people claim i've worked in massive businesses that claim for subscriptions for the ft so i've seen it done but they advise not to yeah that seems there's a lot that you can't claim for that feels like you reasonably should be able to yeah yeah i just wondered uh, just the last question from me i was just interested in um you say about you can't claim clothes if you were having a meeting, obviously at the moment maybe you can't with coronavirus, but in, in the future as a freelancer, if you were having a meeting in your house and you wanted to like cater for it, is that a business expense if you were to you know, buy food for your meeting? Or is that the kind of... Because I know you can't really claim for your food, but if you were having a meeting and therefore it's kind of a business expense? Yes, I think yes. I think if you go out specifically and buy the food, the best way, the easiest way to do this is specifically buy the food. You can, particularly if it's a staff meeting. There, you're not allowed to claim for entertainment, client entertainment, but staff entertainment. You have a budget for staff entertainment, okay, which you're allowed to claim for. There's a lot of stuff that you can claim for, a lot of stuff that you can't. It definitely feels like something that you need to check before you submit a claim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which, which, yeah there's funny ones, you know. There's, yeah, so there's client ones they've disallowed, I suppose, because people start then living their social lives through their company a little bit, maybe. But with staff, actually, you have an annual budget for an event which you can claim, and that's £150 a head that you can claim for an annual event. So with, with that one, it's an annual event open to all of your employees. And you can claim up to £150 per head. Right. So if you're a limited company and it's literally just you, really, could you have a £150 party on your own and claim for it? You could. Well, if you have two directors, <laughs> so say if it was you and your partner were the directors, then you could both go out and have your Christmas party. <laughs> oh, Wow. Wow, there is certainly there's certainly something there in all the obscure things that you could claim for. Yeah, and that one, sorry, was for a limited company. That's within a limited company, that 150. Yeah, that sounds like something you've done before. <laughs> 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 well, the Christmas parties, if we can't um, actually go to any proper Christmas parties this year, then at least, you know, limited company directors could get the dine-in for two for a tenner at Evanessa claim for it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Or like go out, you know what I mean? It might be uh, socially distanced, but yeah, go out for that 150, you know? <laughs> um, unfortunately, that's all we've got time for in this episode. I'm sure there are so many other things that we could ask about, little nooks and crannies in tax and things that we could claim for, um, but we might be investigated by HMRC if we go on for too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be able to find a lot of information in the show notes below and on Freelance Corner. We'll link to Owen's website as well. Owen, if um, our listeners have more kind of complex accountancy needs or questions how can they get in contact with you yeah so if anyone would like any more information on any and i'm um, claiming home expenses or anything accounting related at all you can get in touch with me and uh, other people in my practice through our website which is www.mjhaccountancy.com you can see all of our details here 
Thanks for listening to Freelance Party Broadcast. Join Freelance Corner, the online platform for the UK's freelancers, for access to tax and legal helplines, as well as content help with your accountancy, some of which is written by Owen himself. So thank you, Owen. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts apps, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. So please like, share, and leave us a review, and let us know what we should quiz an expert on next time. We hope our listeners are staying safe at home and thank you so much for joining us, Owen. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoyed chatting to you. Hope it wasn't too dry.